Hi, and welcome to the Life Source Christian Church Audio Lounge with Senior Ministers John and Anne Juliano. Have you ever wondered about how to better connect with God? Well, that's exactly what we're going to help you with in this week's show, where you'll learn how to more fully love God, grow spiritually, and help others. I'm just believing for a whole new realm of the anointing to be liberated in our church. A whole new realm of the anointing. You know, and so you've been seeing something over the last few months, and it's not it's not by chance or coincidence. This is by divine appointment. I I really believe that that we've entered a new season as a church. How many of you believe that? Season of the anointing, a season of breakthrough, a season of signs, wonders, and miracles. How many of you noticed that that prayer time is is not just a one-off thing, but is a, a continual thing. How many of you have been tuning in to praying with me on the internet? If you haven't done so, just Google John Juliano prayer time. And uh, I think there's six prayers on there. And it's going to continue. And people all over the world are now tuning in and praying for people all over the world, praying. Some people every single day. Rosemary, every day you, you tune into prayer time with John Juliano and I get to pray in your home with you every day. How awesome is that? I love that. I love that. But there's a new level of the anointing coming into our church and it's just going to get deeper and deeper. You don't want to miss a Sunday is all I can say for you. And you know what's happening is this is that people are sharing with me personally what God's been doing in their lives. We're talking about we're talking about people getting jobs. We're talking about marriages getting healed. We're talking about breakthrough coming. I, I, I need you to write them down so we can just email them so that we can share it with the church because your testimony builds someone's faith. Okay, so I, some of you are saying, I, I want this kept confidential. Well, I love the confidentiality. We keep that. But I'd love some of you to say, I want this to be declared from the mountaintop because what God did for me, He can do for others. And we need faith to be built up and testimonies to be shared because I'm hearing every day just miracles happening. There's breakthrough happening. There's breakthrough happening. There's breakthrough happening. And the best is yet to come. We're only just starting to see. Why is that? Because we believe in the promises of God. We believe that God's promises are real. And so as Steve said this morning, he Googled and he found somewhere between three and a half to 7,000 promises of God. And all I've done here is just focus in on nine. I call them the big nine. But you know what? Before we get to the promises, some of you have given up praying because of disappointment. And can I just say to you that I, I want to address that today. I've got 10 minutes, 15 minutes to preach. And I'm going to address that in a moment. But can I just say to you this? Don't ever get disappointed with God. Because sometimes God is not as fast as you want Him to be. But He's never late. He's always on time. Sometimes God is doing something in our life by the slowness. But what happens is that we can lose faith. I don't want you to lose faith because God is true and God is real. And His promises are yes and amen. So when God promises something, especially when it's connected to His name, His name. So these nine promises are the nine covenant names of God. A covenant is a contract. 
It's a blood contract. So when he says, you've got my name to use, it is so powerful. So the name of Jesus we start with, and then we move from the name of Jesus to the covenant names of God. But we always pray through the name of Jesus. There's power. Everybody say there's power in the name of Jesus. The Bible says that at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow and every tongue confess that he is Lord. There is power in the name of Jesus. When we get to John, the last conversation that Jesus had with his disciples before the crucifixion, basically he says to them, you've got to use my name. John chapter 14. If you open it up, John chapter 14, I think it's around verses 15 or so, where Jesus says, you know, whatever you ask the Father in my name, I will give to you. And, and, and it's like, you need to focus on this, that there's power in my name. There is power in my name. And basically what Jesus was saying to the disciples in that conversation in the upper room, in, in, in the Passover room before the crucifixion, is that you're not using my name enough. You're basically not using my name. It's like it's like it's it's a blank check. It's 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 like the it's it's like the credit card of heaven. My name is like having the credit card with the pin number. How many of you think that's an awesome thing to have the have dad's credit card? How many of you think it's an awesome thing to have dad's not your dad, but maybe my kids think, wow, get my dad's credit card and that's pretty awesome. But get the pin number. Get the pin number. And the name of Jesus is like the credit card of heaven. You've got to use the name. You know, when you get to Luke chapter 10, he sends out the, the 70. And the thing that they couldn't come to fathom with, they, they, they reported back and they said, Jesus, even demons are subject to us in your name. We use the name of Jesus and demons know the power of that name. And it's like, wow, it's awesome. You've been given authority to use the name of Jesus. And sometimes what happens is that we use the name as a cliche. So most people, we pray the prayer and we finish the prayer in Jesus' name. And it's like, well, that's the way you finish the prayer. But what's important is this, is that you've got to add faith. Everybody say faith. You've got to add faith to the use of the name. Because faith is what gives the name power. How many of you know that more often than not, what happens is that, is that faith isn't as high as it ought to be. And Jesus assessed everybody's faith. Do you know that right now Jesus is assessing your faith and, and working out your faith level? How many of you know that Jesus would always comment on people's faith? You know, how many times, you know, how many of you remember the story of the woman with the issue of blood? Your, your faith has done this. It's, he's, he's commending her on her faith. To the disciples, he rebuked them. You know, he, he either rebuked them for having no faith or for having little faith. But then there are some people, and he assessed them. How many of you remember the Roman centurion? Oh, you of great faith. So Jesus is always assessing your faith. So let me ask you a question. If your faith were to be assessed today, what would Jesus say about your faith? No faith, little faith, or great faith? Because if the name of Jesus is the credit card, faith is the delivery truck. How many of you have ordered anything online? How many, of you, how many of you order stuff online? So what they want, they want your credit card. So you give them the credit card. Okay, we've got this. Wow. But now we need to put the stuff that you've ordered in the delivery truck. Because the delivery truck goes from the storehouse to your house. 
And faith connects God's storehouse to your house. Faith is the connection between the storehouse and your house. Come on, I want you to say faith is the connection between the storehouse and my house. And so the name pays for it. The name pays for it. It's been paid for. The name pays for it. But then it's got to get into the delivery truck, which is faith. And how many of you know that sometimes the delivery truck gets blocked? It gets detoured. How many of you, how many of you have ordered stuff and, and it hasn't arrived because something's happened? Well, can I tell you quickly seven blockages that will detour your delivery truck? First one is doubt. Doubt will always block the miracle coming your way. And James chapter 1 talks about it. You know, you can ask of God, but if, if you doubt, you're like the, the wave of the sea, you know, tossed to and fro. This is James chapter 1 verse 6. Doubt, doubt will hinder. It will block. Come on, stop doubting. Stop believing. Don't doubt. Stop doubting. Stop up and down, up and down, up and downy, up and downy. Stop that. Just cling on to God. Just say, God, you promised it. You said it. That settles it. I'm not gonna. I, I, I'm. I'm not gonna be detoured through doubt. He's, he's another thing that blocks faith. It's where we give up. You know, it's connected to doubt. But the enemy just wants you to give up. Just quit. Jesus said in Luke chapter 18, verse 1, that we ought to always pray and not lose heart. How many of you know that the reason Jesus said not to lose heart is because we do lose heart? Anne and I have been praying for stuff for years. Years and years and years and years. And sometimes what happens is that you can get so disappointed that you give up. James chapter 4 says, you have not because you ask not. You know, I want to expand on that. You have not because you've stopped asking. And sometimes we can block the delivery because we stop asking. We give up. Here's another third, third blockage is we can ask with wrong motives. Our motives become wrong. We, we ask with, with greed. See, God's interested in meeting your need, not your greed. And so I, I'm a big believer in prosperity. I, I believe why. I mean, when I pray blessing upon people, my, my, I'm blessing them. I'm, I'm causing them to prosper. I want you to be lifted up, not pushed down. But I'm against greed. And this is where people have mixed the two. Prosperity is very different to greed. Prosperity is what we are as a church. We're able to do missions because we're prosperous. If we were in need, we couldn't even pay our bills. What can we do to the mission field? Come on, get this in your head. The enemy is trying to block you from being prosperous because it wants to interpret the word prosperity to greed. I'm not interested in greed. I'm interested in blessing people. I'm interested in being a channel for the blessing of God. If I'm good enough to meet my needs, how can I meet someone else's needs? Come on. I need you to be prosperous. I'm praying for multi-millionaires in our church, not greedy ones, generous ones, so we can finance the kingdom of God. Come on. Are you getting this? So wrong motives is it's all about me. It's all about me. Right motives is it's all about God. It's all about others. It's all about God. It's all about others. So you, you have, when you get your motives right, say yes to God. Here's the fourth blockage. Oh, I could do a series on this. 
Fourth blockage is unconfessed sin. Everybody say unconfessed sin. Why would you have a sin in your life that's unconfessed when the blood of Jesus Christ can cleanse us from every sin? Why would you be dirty when you can be clean? Why? Because Isaiah 59 tells us, verse 1, that our sins, in verse 2, have separated us from God. And so sin, iniquity, sin, stops the blessing. It's a blockage. Come on, get rid of it. Just ask for the blood of Jesus to cleanse you. It's so simple. It's not complicated. Here's another blockage besides unconfessed sin. is unforgiveness. Everybody say unforgiveness. Yes, people have hurt you. Yes, people have ripped you off. Yes, people have done nasty things. They did it to Jesus. They did it to Paul. They did it to everyone in the Bible. They've done it to me. They've done it to my wife. But you know what? I just don't want to live my life connected to people that have ripped me off. I want to have a sweet spirit. Yeah, let me tell you something. Unforgiveness just ties you in to someone that's hurt you. Why would you want to be tied to someone that's hurt you when through forgiving them, you break the ties and you can be free to live your life the way that God wants you to live? Come on, forgive. You want God to forgive you? Forgive others. Unforgiveness is the enemy's trap. It's the enemy's trap. He, 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 he makes you feel that, wow, you just got to get there. You just got to resent them. Oh, it feels good to resent them. And all it does, it traps you. You know what you can do? Forgive. 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 Release. And you, and you walk in release. Here's, here's another blockage. is unresolved conflict with people around you. Can I just say unresolved conflict, especially with your spouse? will block your prayers. First Peter chapter 3 talks about this. It talks about how your prayers are hindered if you've got unresolved conflict, especially to the husbands. Men, don't, don't have unresolved conflict with your wife. Just learn to say yes, dear, and get it over and done with. It's the two most important words for every happy marriage. Yes, dear. And uh, I teach the men this all the time. You, know, you want to have a happy marriage, just learn to say yes, dear. It's all resolved very fast very quickly say the same thing to the wives just say yes dear it's all resolved very quickly it's all good you've heard the word happy wife happy life well it's got to it, you've actually only heard two thirds of it it's got to start with happy husband then you have a happy wife then you have a happy life but if you've got a miserable husband it's hard to have a happy wife anyway resolve conflict come on just resolve it fix it ask the Holy Spirit to show you how to resolve it and if you've tried and they still want to be resentful, then that's their problem. But you've done your best. And number seven, the seventh blockage, very fast, is hindering spirits, hindering giants that um, will block your prayers. And sometimes we've just got to enter into spiritual warfare. Not every time. Don't, every, don't, don't think everything's a hindering spirit because sometimes it could be your spirit hindering. But there are cases where there are hindering spirits. There are demonic principalities and powers. And Daniel chapter 10 talks about a spirit called the Prince of Persia hindering David's, uh, Daniel's prayers. And, and uh, Paul talked about it in 1 Thessalonians chapter 2 where there was a, Satan was hindering him. And, and sometimes there are scenarios where you're being hindered by principalities and powers. But you know what? They're blockages. And here's the formula. It's a, three very important things in the formula for breakthrough. 
You've got to understand three very important things. You've got to understand the name of Jesus. You've got to understand faith and you've got to understand blockages. You've got to understand those three things. See, what happens with some people is they only understand the name of Jesus, not understand faith and blockages and wonder, why, why isn't this happening? I've used the name of Jesus. Well, have you got faith? Have you removed the blockages? And so, so when you remove the blockages and you add faith to the name of Jesus, something's going to happen. I'm telling you, something's going to happen. Something's going to happen. And God sent me today to give you this word. God, God, God has been just planting this word into my spirit. It's been resonating in my spirit. Tell the people if they want breakthrough, remove the blockages, use the name with faith and something's going to happen. Something's going to happen. Something's going to happen. Something is going to happen. Something is going to happen. Does anybody believe that? Come on, if you believe that, give the Lord a great big hand of praise. Thanks for choosing to listen to the Life Source Christian Church Audio Lounge. If you like this week's podcast, then please share it with a friend. More information about who we are is available at lifesource.org.au. On behalf of Senior Ministers John and Ann Giuliano, we look forward to connecting with you next time at the Life Source Christian Church Audio Lounge.